Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey everyone, I'm Meg Teets, and this is Sorta Awesome. Hello and welcome back, Awesomes. You are listening to the show that is all about helping you be smart, strong, and social. We are in your earbuds every single week with all the awesome that you need to know. And you can also find us on Instagram at Sorta Awesome Show, or come find us over on Facebook in our Sorta Awesome Hangout group. You are listening to episode 169 of the show, and holy moly, believe it or not, it is November 2018, my friends, and we know that it's that time of year when many of our awesomes are making their lists and checking them twice and searching for the perfect gifts for the holiday season. Just a very quick reminder that if you are already doing some shopping over on Amazon now through the holidays, we would super appreciate it if you would go on over to sortaawesomeshow.com slash awesome to do your shopping. That is our affiliate link. It will take you right to Amazon's homepage, just like usual, but... All of the purchases you make through our affiliate link will support the work that we are doing here at Sorta Awesome. This is a super easy way to support Sorta Awesome, and it costs you literally nothing. So once again, when you are shopping Amazon this holiday season, the way to support Sorta Awesome with your shopping is by going to SortaAwesomeShow.com slash Amazon. So yes, this is episode 169, and I am just doubly delighted about this episode because I have both of my very dear friends and completely amazing co-hosts here with me today. First of all, hello to Ms. Rebecca Hoffer of SimplyRebecca.com. Hello. And of course, I have everyone's favorite big sister, the one that we wish we all had, Kelly Gordon. Hi, Kelly. Hey, Meg. Hey, awesomes. All right. Well, although you all know that for over three years, we have been really known for focusing on the awesome in the everyday. You guys know that occasionally we do dip into our grouchier sides. We tap into the grouchy that even the awesomes have. (laughs) And we talk about the things that are just irritating us a little. And so buckle up, you guys, because that's what we're doing this week. We have each brought our lists of um, sort of pet peeves, the things that make us say, okay, can we not... Can we just not do this thing? Can we just not act this way, please? Because we're trying to have a society here, folks. So we want to bring an end to these things. And we are going to share our lists of can we not with you here in just a few minutes. We're going to get to all of that. But first, 
let's do start this show on a positive note, the way we <laughs> always do. <laughs> With our awesomes of the week, it's the moment in the show where we share with you all about the the podcast, the music, the movies, the TV shows, the products, whatever it is that is making life a little bit more awesome in our lives right now. So, uh, Kelly, how about you get us started off with awesome of the week this week? Okay. So, awesomes, I'm actually bringing you an audio series that you can sign up for right now. And the reason I have to tell you about it right now is it is for the holidays. Okay, so we're recording this. It's the very end of October. We're entering into November and December, and we know that there's a big push there. So, one of my internet friends, she's an author. Her name is Michelle Derusa, and she is putting together a audio series for the month of November. She released the last one just this last Sunday. It's going to come out every Sunday. It's called Practicing Presence, Preparing Your Heart, Mind, and Soul for the Holidays. And here is why I'm recommending it, you guys, is because I feel like Michelle, and this is why we're internet friends, she is a kindred spirit to me. I have been frank before on the show about the holidays not being my favorite thing. Right. Um, yes. Because, yes. We so th- yeah, we're, we're already look now. We were positive and now we're negative again. Yes. <laughs> boom, boom. Um, they overwhelm me. And I don't think I'm alone in that. That's the thing is even people who love Christmas, it is a lot, right? It is a lot. And it yes. feels like it's a push, yes. like you almost, as much as you, you think next year, I'm going to do this differently. You Every just get year. Yep. <laughs> swept along in this tidal wave of excess. And so Michelle is saying, hey, I get this. It is really hard for us to retrain our brains to say, wait a minute, I, I don't even believe that that's the point of the holiday. You know, I want to be present for my life and choose some simpler things, you know? So that's why she's doing this audio series to help us kind of prep ourselves before we go into especially December and all of its chaos and craziness um, to practice presence and be here and say, no, wait, let's just take a month, a few weeks before we even get to Thanksgiving and say, what would it look like for the holidays if we weren't elf on the shelfing and socializing and feeling so pushed into all of this stuff? Um, So we want to enjoy the holidays, right? I just think this is going to be, obviously, I can't recommend it in the sense that I have listened to the whole series yet, but I I trust Michelle and I've listened to the intro and I'm like, oh, this is going to be so good. I really think it could help so many awesomes. I'm sure we could all talk about it in the hangout after we listen Mm -hmm. and say, hey, here's what I learned. I feel like this is what I need this time of the year. So that's why it's my awesome of the week. Thank you for that, Kelly. This is the perfect time of the year. I have to tell you that even here in the beginning of November, I'm already having like some tension come to the surface. Like, oh my gosh, how did this happen in my life that I'm already feeling tense in the beginning of November? So this is perfect timing to really get the mindset set before we get onto the roller coaster that we know it will be. (laughs) And I think it really takes intentionality. And that's why I wanted to raise it to the awesomes is that for us to fight this big, like I said, it's like a tsunami that just comes along. Like we can't resist it hardly. We have to be so intentional. So I think that prepping ourselves and then maybe having some community saying, hey, we can do this. We can do this. It's going to change the holiday season for the better. And where do you find this again? Yes. So good yes, question. you can sign up for it. Of course, we'll put a link in our show notes, um, but it's called Practicing Presence, Preparing Your Heart, Mind and Soul for the Holidays. I don't think it's a, a podcast, like something you can subscribe to. She's going to send out an email link um, every weekend so oh, that you can just listen perfect. to it. Mm-hmm. Perfect. Thank you. We will definitely have a link where you all can find that. And I will be chief amongst those signing up for sure. So thank you for that, Kelly. All right, Rebecca, what do you have this week? 
Guys, I am like bursting to talk to you guys. Bursting with excitement. This awesome of the week. It's so good. Okay. I'm bringing to you. <laughs> I'm, I'm also maybe just like a little bit dramatic. That's like my personality. Okay. That's why we love you. <laughs> yes. Okay. So I'm bringing to you a TV series uh, originally airing on TV Land and Paramount. I found it on Hulu. It is called Younger. And it is amazing. Okay. Tell us all about it. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. Okay. So I first started watching it this summer, and I have to admit, when I was watching season one, I was kind of like, well, this is, like, fun. It's, like, a good, like, light thing to watch, like, maybe while I'm doing something else or at the end of the day. It's definitely not heavy. It's more of, like, a like a kind of romantic comedy type of feel to it, like a sitcom, okay? And I just, I watched all of season one, but then I kind of... In season two, I kind of like drifted off. And then I heard some people talking about it again. And I was like, well, I'm going to go back to this and like watch it some more. Well, by the end of season two, I just fell in love with the characters. And then by the end of season three, I was like, whoa, I am invested. So here's the premise of the show. It is about a woman named Liza who has discovered that her husband is having an affair. So she's freshly divorced. She's moving to New York City. She's trying to get a fresh start. Her daughter is in college. She needs money, right, to, like, help put her daughter through college. And so she goes back to her roots. She previously had been working in publishing, and she's like, I need to get a job. I'm going to go back to publishing after spending years and years at home as a stay-at-home mom. I can do this. Well, she keeps getting the door turned in her face because everybody says, well, you're too experienced for this entry-level position. You've been away from the game for too long. Basically feeling like she's too old to get a job. And she's like, listen, I don't I don't care that you think I'm like too old for this. OK, right. she's 40. Yes. Right. She's 40. Oh, so she's like, I, don't, I know. I'm, I know. Okay. <laughs> now yeah. everybody's insulted. I'm just going to take a moment. Hang on. Wait. She might be. She might be 42. <laughs> Does that help? I'm, no, I'm still highly offended. But keep okay. going. No, it doesn't really help. Yes, but keep going. Okay, so she's having a very hard time getting a job. She's in a bar, and this uh, tall glass of a man walks in. Is that the phrase? I don't know. I think I might mess that up. This handsome young whippersnapper, okay? He's in his 20s. He walks up to her, confuses her for 26 And she's like, okay, whatever. She just goes for it, just for fun. Okay, so she's, like, flirting with this guy. His name is Josh. Anyway, her girlfriend is like, hey, you could totally pass for being in your 20s. You should just lie on your resume and go and try to get a job Ah. and say that you're out of college, you're in your 20s, and then they'll let you in. So she does it. It works. Okay, and then the premise is that she is living this younger life and she has to keep up these lies. She like changes her appearance to try to fit in with millennials. Um, It's really it's really fun. But the guy, Josh, ends up being like a key figure in her life. And there's Mm. a spark there. I mean, I'm not going to say too much but guys that is just such a fun show to watch and i have to say though this might be a little bit spoilery but as her lie becomes uncovered by more and more people that's where i find the real interesting parts of the show coming forth for me like i felt like season one was kind of like all cutesy about the lie but then like as more people are finding out and developing um you know feelings about like well what does it mean to be in a relationship with somebody who is divorced with a college 
student child and I'm in my 20s with no kids. Like, what does that mean? That's where the real interesting part is for me is um, living living without the lie. So there are five seasons on Hulu. Season six is supposed to be coming this upcoming summer. So you have plenty of time to binge it all now and get ready for season six this summer. It's a really fun show. So great. I haven't heard of this, but I love the concept. I love the whole premise of it. That sounds like a lot of fun for sure. How long are the episodes? Are they hour long or half an hour? So the episodes are half an hour long episodes. So they're going to run in the the 20 to 30 minute range. Oh, yeah. Perfect. Perfect. All right, Rebecca, thank you for anybody who is needing to tuck in with a new binge watch as the weather gets cooler. That sounds ideal. Love it. Younger on Hulu. Okay. All right. Well, my awesome of this week, my awesome of the week this week is, interestingly enough, from a company that I just mentioned on the show that we ran last week that we recorded at the end of 2016. (laughs) So apparently I really love this company because I'm still using products from this company. Um, So last week I was talking about um, Alafia's African black soap. That was something that I was into and we do definitely still use that and love that around our house. This time I wanted to tell you about two products that that company, Alafia, has for children for kids' bath products. In fact, honestly, even grownups can use these too. The first one is the um, shampoo and body wash for kids. And one thing, and I mentioned this last week, but one thing that I super, super love about this company, and I don't know if I'm saying it right or not, it could be Alafia, it could be Alafia. I don't know, but I'm going with Alafia. <laughs> is this like Penelope? <laughs> yep, pretty much on the yep. same line as Penelope. Penelope. <laughs> Yeah, except except Penelope is wrong. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> Thanks, Rebecca. <laughs> Lest you have forgotten, Kelly. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay, one thing I love about the shampoo and body wash, and that I love about this company, let me just back up and say, the thing I love the most about this company is that it was created to provide um, not only beauty, but also really um, empower women and families in West Africa through creating the skincare line. It's The whole line is all ethical products. And not only are their products ethical, but the way they do business is highly ethical too. So they're all about equality. They're all about empowerment. When you shop from this company, part of your support of the company goes to everything from like buying school supplies for kids to maternal care to even like eyeglasses and reforestation projects. They have so many great things going on in the communities where they are. So that's the number one, you know, like... (sighs) You guys, sometimes things feel pretty terrible in our world. (laughs) We not only know what's happening that's difficult or heartbreaking on a local level, but we are, you know, we're made aware of things all around the world, in our own country and around the world that are difficult. So anytime, I feel like anytime we can use our dollars, our actual dollars to support good things in the world, I think that is so fantastic. So I love shopping from this company. But their shampoo and body wash, I tend to be one of those people who I'm pretty particular about the products I use for my kids. And so I love that their their line is so safe for all skin types. Um, the shampoo and body wash washes 
out super clean. It does have shea butter in it, so it's so nourishing. All of my kids, my husband and all of my kids, struggle with dry skin all throughout the winter. So I'm always looking for products to kind of help nourish their skin. Um, But, you know, sometimes the flip side of that is that it can take a long time to rinse off or rinse out, which is fine for a normal adult or even for a teenager. But for five-year-old boys... (laughs) that you're trying to run in and out of the bathtub and they have their own ideas about what bath time should be about. And you're just like, you want to get, they hit my twins especially hate having their hair washed. So I really appreciate the fact that this is really clean rinsing. I love the lemon lavender scent. And speaking of lavender scent, the other thing I wanted to tell you about, because this is a fantastic product, no matter what age you are, is that they also make a wonderful bubble bath that has the shea butter and also yam leaf. It is perfect for normal to very dry skin. And I love a good soak in a bubble bath. We are big bubble bath people here. We have this, oh my gosh, we have um, an antique clawfoot tub, which is beautiful to look at and wonderful to soak in. But I will tell you, it is a nightmare to clean under. So <laughs> if you've ever daydreamed about having one, let me burst your bubble a little bit. They're kind of a nightmare. But since we have one, we do indulge in bubble baths a lot around here. Anyway. I find a lot of bubble baths, just commercial ones that you get off the shelf at the pharmacy, can be a little bit hard on your skin. And so we have loved this. It is genuinely so nourishing. It foams up beautifully, makes wonderful bubbles, makes bath time a lot of fun. So again, this is the shampoo and body wash for kids and the bubble bath, all from Alafia or Alafia. Not sure, but it's a great product. And I will have links in the show notes on both of these products because I think it would be wonderful to add to your bath time routines as the weather gets cooler. Okay, so those are our awesomes of the week. Again, check show notes for this episode to find links for follow up on all of this. You know, every single week, we love to hear what is awesome in your life. So if you're on Instagram, please make sure that you have found us over there at Sorta Awesome Show because every single Friday, we're asking you about your awesomes of the week. And of course, we have been talking about your awesomes of the week for years now in our Hangout group. If you haven't joined our community there, you can find us at facebook.com slash groups slash Sorta Awesome Hangout. Awesomes, we all know the right hire can make a huge impact on your business. I know when I hired Sarah, our assistant producer, I was amazed at the incredible things she was able to get done in Sorta Awesome Operations. And that's why it's so important to find the right person. But where do you find that individual? You could post on a job board and hope the right person will find your job. But think about it. How often do you hang out on job boards? Don't leave finding someone great to chance when you can post your job to a place where people go every day to make connections, grow in their career, and discover job opportunities opportunities. Most LinkedIn members have not recently visited the top job boards, but nine out of 10 members are open to new opportunities. And with 70% of the U.S. workforce on LinkedIn, posting on LinkedIn is the best possible way to get your job opportunity in front of more of the right people, people who are qualified for your role and ready for something new. It's the best way to find the person who will help you grow your business and why a new hire is made every 10 seconds using LinkedIn. So awesomes, hurry to linkedin.com slash awesome and get $50 off your first job post. That's linkedin.com slash awesome to get $50 off your first job post. linkedin.com slash awesome. Terms and conditions do apply. 
All right, like I said at the top of the show, this is one of those episodes where we kind of dig deep within our very souls and say, you know, sometimes things aren't awesome. Sometimes things are really irritating and annoying, and we just want to get it out in the open. And maybe we can, by, by talking about it, maybe we can, you know, just connect with you guys about some of these pet peeves. And maybe some of us will even change our ways. Who knows? Probably me. <laughs> The person who now does her recycling every single week. Good job. Bravo. <laughs> yep. Bravo. A callback to a confession I made years ago. I actually fixed my own self for that. So, okay. So we have some, uh, some, a list of things. Each of us have lists here that we want to talk about. Things that we're just like, can we not, can we not do that? Kelly, I feel like I've actually heard you say this phrase, can we not, in real life conversations. Yeah. <laughs> So many times. So I would love for you to get us started. Right. And really, here, here's the thing that my take on this is that Awesomes, I think almost every single thing we say here probably is going to resonate with you. I think that our, our take on this is that we're not just saying this is my own pet peeve. I feel like everybody is saying this. So I will tell you my first, can we not? It is, can we not do sleepovers? Like, oh, why are sleepovers a thing? Yeah. This is what I want to know. I really don't know a ton of parents who are, I love sleepovers. I want to host them all the time. I do know a few who are like, eh, whatever, like whatever. But I don't know a single parent who loves sleepovers. For most parents, we say, wait a minute. So I either get to host or send my child. They're going to stay up too late, eat crap food. Who knows what happens unless you as the parent want to supervise. How many of us raise of hands right now remember a sleepover that they went to in their teen years or even earlier and did stuff or watched stuff they shouldn't have watched? Oh my gosh. Like every movie that I was yes. never supposed to watch. Exactly. Happened, Rebecca and I were just talking about <laughs> happened at somebody else at a sleepover. Yes. And when I was I listening also... to that episode, I thought that exact thing, same thing. <laughs> see, see what sleepovers do? Yeah. I had gotten to, I mean, I was a pretty good kid, but if I was going to get into trouble and do things I wasn't supposed to, it was definitely happening at somebody's house at a sleepover. Right. And I feel like parents today, we maybe we, I don't know, if we're just more protective or we know more. So I know a lot of us are like, okay, like I, I'm not just leaving. I'm not going to go to bed at 11 and be like, okay, we'll have fun, yeah. <laughs> you know, and just leave this gaggle of kids unsupervised, um, as did happen in my teenage years. But I also feel like even if you're not hosting, so if you are hosting A, you've got responsibility of all of these kids. Today, they have cell phones. Hmm. That creates a lot of other stress. Are you going to let them yes. have their cell phones? Oh, I'm going to call my mom. Okay, so now they've got you know technology um, that can also needs to be supervised. Um, even if you're not hosting and having to deal with all of that, you get back a grumpy kid the next yes. day. They come yep. home sleep deprived. Your house isn't as fun as that house where they were with friends. I just see I see no good thing in sleepovers. I um, yeah. I really, I don't see a redeeming value. I always say to my kids, we do allow sleepovers some, you know, it just depends on if it's a family that we know really well, if it's a cousin. Um, but for the most part, I'm like all the fun stuff, especially if you're younger, you know, you're in elementary school still is really happening before you go to bed. So it's yeah. like, I am fine coming to pick you up at 10 and having yes. you sleep in your own bed. And then you wake up in our own house and, you know, you, I just, because also, especially at that age, they wake up in the middle of the night and they're a little freaked out, like they're not at home. Right. You know, even if they're with yes. a really good friend. Um, yeah. So my sister, my daughter has stayed at my sister's house and, you know, has had 
my daughter wake her up in the middle of the night and be like, I'm scared. You know, so, you know, now you're not just dealing with your own kids waking you up. You have strangers waking you up. (laughs) Why are we doing this? Well, not strangers, but you know, (laughs) kids that you don't have prime responsibility for. So yeah, I see no good things. That would be something if I could make a decree in culture and say, why is this a thing? Can we not do sleepovers? I, I feel like this stay late type of party is is mm-hmm. like new and fun and I think it should take over. I think it's a brilliant I, I idea. Agree. Have everybody come over in pajamas, yep. stay super yes. late, but then everybody go home and then you can sleep in. And and right, they will yes. sleep in, in their own beds instead of waking up at like five in the morning. Yes. Yes. Yeah. We started actually doing that. We don't do um, Saturday sleepovers anymore because we have to be at church really early on Sunday mornings. And I was just like, no, I am not going to I'm not going to set myself up for a miserable Sunday because you stayed up until two or three in the morning. So we've started doing that. If if our daughters get invited to sleepovers on Saturday nights, I'm like, well, you know our rule. Yes, you can go and I will come pick you up at 10. And so far it's working out okay. Okay, Rebecca, what's on the top of your can we not list? Okay, I think this is probably on the top of every woman's can you not list. Can you not ask me if I am pregnant? Please. <gasps> yes. Uh, ask. Wait. Yes. Ask if you're pregnant. I thought that yeah. was like people still do that. Oh, people yeah. still yeah. do this. Mm-hmm. It's like absurd that this is something that is happening. I, my vote. Okay. So I I was at this. I was at my mom's group last week, and there was a mom who I don't really know. Okay, but she was sitting at my table, and she was very pregnant. Okay, and I went to talk to her and ask her about having another baby. And as Mm -hmm. the words were coming out of my mouth, I started like cringing, like, "Oh, Rebecca, but what if she's not?" Oh no, I'm doing it! I'm doing it right now. (laughs) But what if she's not? Okay, well, it turns out, guys, she was two weeks from her due date. Like she was like very, very pregnant. It was so obvious. But my general rule of thumb here is, unless you see the baby crowning, you do not ask. (laughs) That is exactly what I have told my husband, and what he now tells. Young people entering the workforce, you know, like as far as when he's mentoring somebody or an employee, he's like, this is the rule. Unless you are delivering the baby, you don't mention it (laughs) unless they mention it first. Right. Yes, of course. Okay. So when I was working in an office, okay, I was young. I was just out of college. Okay. And there was an intern who came into the office. Well, she came into the office like, I don't know. She was like five or six months pregnant, but I didn't know. Until we like threw a baby shower, I never said anything because I was like, well, I don't know what she looks like not pregnant. Like I started sure. to get suspicious. I was like, sure, well, sure. Yeah. Actually, maybe is she pregnant? But I was there was no way I was going to ask because I, I'd never right. seen her before. Well, they were like, yes, Rebecca, how did you not know that she was pregnant? I was like, well, <laughs> I wasn't going to ask her. Um, yeah. So here's here's the thing. There's like a medical condition that can cause some women to actually physically look like they are more like that they are with child it is called diastasis recti and it is the separation of the ab muscles this usually happens after a pregnancy so your ab muscles get like all stretched out and then they can they can actually separate and then not close back up and you know usually they're closing back up but then this condition can happen where they don't close and so then like all of your insides are kind of more loosey-goosey because you don't have that tight gate holding everything back. So for some women, there's actually like a medical reason why they have more of a pregnancy-looking pooch. 
I would say mm-hmm. for maybe like the vast majority of every other woman out there, uh, this might be a newsflash to some people, but most women don't have flat abs to begin with. And just because <laughs> we are over 25 or whatever, that doesn't mean that we are with child. So just don't yeah. ask. And I will take this one yeah. step further. OK, even if you are suspecting that someone might be pregnant and it is not because of how they physically look, but you have like just some other reason why. Maybe they're a friend. Maybe they're a relative, whatever. But they haven't said anything to you about it yet. But you're suspecting. And so you finally are like, I'm going to ask, are you pregnant? OK, I would also say don't do that. And here's why. Okay, because you put them in an awkward position. Let's say that they were pregnant. They've chosen not to tell you. Mm. And that's for some reason that they haven't told you. So you now have put them in the position where they have to uh, decide to tell you the truth, perhaps before they were ready to share the news or they have to lie. And I would Mm. say that both of those circumstances have the potential to make the other person feel uncomfortable. And if the answer is no. It could be something that they are able to simply brush off. Well, no, I'm not pregnant. Like, I just had an upset stomach or whatever. You know, like, it could be a simple no that they brush off, or it could be a really sensitive subject. Like, you Mm -hmm. just don't know what is going on with somebody's body, and I just don't think you should ask. Can we not? Please. Yeah. Yes. I say put it on a ballot. We will get that passed. We will make that some sort of an offense. Yes. I agree. Just in time jail for the midterms. Yes. Let's put it on a ballot. Right. Jail I mean, time. jail time. <laughs> or, you know, you have to go clean up what? Placentas or something. You know, we're going to we're going to make them do work. <laughs> okay, but I will say that this is something that should be punishable because it it can really mess with the psyche of a woman to be asked in any of these circumstances, uh, yeah. whatever yes. it is. I I think you you poll women who have been asked wrongly if they are pregnant. And I think they will all tell you 100% that it put them in some sort of negative mental space. It's just not a smart thing to do. Yeah. (sighs) I'm glad you got that off your chest. Me too. Goodness (laughs) sakes. I feel better already. I, I, I maybe have in the past done this. Okay. I'm just going to say that before I was made aware of the implications. But I have, this is one thing I've learned my lesson on. There is a teacher at our kid's school that I've seen. I've known her for years. She's one of AJ's early childhood teachers. And I've seen her every day at pickup. And through, as the school year has gone on, I've thought, huh, she looks like she could be pregnant. But I stopped myself. I did not ask her a single thing about it. I did pull AJ aside and say, is Miss B having a baby? And she's like, yeah, of course she is. Can't you tell? <laughs> But I was proud of myself because I did not go ahead and do the in, my instinct, which was to say, oh, my gosh, you're having another baby. <laughs> yep. Good job. So, yes. Proud of myself. One thing I've done right. <laughs> oh, you've done plenty right in your life, Mick. <laughs> okay. My first thing that I want to ask if we cannot do this anymore. Now, this might be controversial because now I do agree with Kelly that most of these things people are going to be like, yeah, can we not do this? This one? Maybe some people like it. Apparently they do because it's in all the stores and all of the malls everywhere. And that is ripped up, distressed denim. Mm-hmm. You guys, I'm so tired of seeing ripped up. Are either of you wearing ripped up jeans right now? Not currently. <laughs> well, I'm not going to tell you, you have what some. they are. <laughs> 
No, I mean, definitely I have, I definitely have some mildly distressed denim. I'm not wearing yeah. it at the moment, but I know what you're saying. And I, I think that it's like, it's like you don't have a choice these days. If you're going to buy some I new know. denim, you have to have yes. some distressing on it. You can't just buy a completely nice pair of jeans. I know. Thank you. Now, when Alison Labattis was on back in August telling us about the fall trends, she mentioned this. She has a very positive take on it. I understand that some people like it. I'm talking about the not even just like a little distress, but like the knees are like all ripped out. It. I don't know. I don't know. I, I know that denim trends come and go. I feel like this one has stayed around for a needlessly long amount of time. Like it's okay. We can let go of this trend now. Um, I try to be open-minded about trends in denim for example when mom jeans came into style no it's like no it's like why is this a thing i you guys speaking of mom jeans let's take a trip down memory I, lane i can't i was thinking about this i haven't thought about this in a long time but as we were getting ready for this show i know i can remember the exact moment in time where i was in in my life when i realized as a teenager, that the jeans I had been wearing my whole life, which now would be called mom jeans, which had the high waistband, um, that they were going out of style. You know, some people can remember like where they were when the president was shot or, you know, like these major things. I can remember where I was when I realized, oh my gosh, the jeans I'm wearing are out of style. <laughs> That's in funny. the 90s, we were on a youth group trip we were in Fort Worth, I feel like, in a hotel room. And the girl I was rooming with, we were getting dressed to go to a thing at this youth group event, youth group conference. She said, I'm really liking how all of my jeans now come down just a little bit below my belly button. And I was like, what? That's a thing? Like your jeans are like below your belly button? That was the beginning of the trend of our waistband's getting lower and lower and lower, mm -hmm. which was we should be extreme on. Was she trying to send you a message? <laughs> I think she was. She was a very sweet girl, but I think she was trying to tell me, like, girl, <laughs> your waistband is too high. <laughs> but it wasn't just the high waistband of mom jeans right. of yore. You know, it was like they were yoked. Do you remember yokes? In, like, they have this little V in the front with little extra fabric. Oh, it was yeah. part of the pleat. Trend. Pleats with yes. pleats, you know. Sometimes denim had pleats, but it was also where the pockets were placed in the back. You know, they just weren't very flattering. Well, no. those pockets are back in these mom jeans, and I just don't I like of today. You know, I, I almost one that almost made my list was the constant changing of trends. And I know that that can be kind of like fun. Like, um, I mean, praise the Lord, we're not all still living in the eighties, but the pressure that comes with it. The pressure that oh, can right, come right, right, with right. like feeling the need to adopt some of these adapt, yeah, adopt. <sighs> I think adopt is the right adopt word. <laughs> or adapt to. Yeah, uh, you can adapt them to your own style. See, it works either way. But what you're saying, I mean, we've seen these pictures of jeans where they basically have more holes than yes. actual denim. Okay, yes, yes. Thank you for getting me back on track. Yes, so the distressed, like the ultra distressed. I'm like, what is the point? It triggers me. It makes me remember, like when I was a kid. <laughs> Can you tell I hang out I hang out with teenagers a lot. So <laughs> I'm so triggered right now. I know it's so triggering this distressed jeans, but it reminds me of when I was younger and if you ripped the knee out of your jeans, like you either either those jeans were done or your mom was going to sew an ugly denim patch on them and make you keep wearing them. 
And now I see it and people are, you pay good money, good money for geez, or are you the knees are torn out of, I don't know. I'm over it. I wonder if we can maybe possibly not hang on to the distressed denim trend. Oh, this is very cathartic. <laughs> I'm enjoying this. <laughs> Me too. I'm just like, if you're right, if there are some, if there are any awesomes out there who are like, okay, Meemaw. <laughs> They are. Yes, definitely. <laughs> definitely. They are like, okay, I, I fully embrace the fact that this is a total kids get off my lawn moment for me. I get it. But I, I truly, can we not? Okay, Kelly, what's next on your list? Okay. Oh my gosh, you guys, this one, I am so glad I get to talk about it because I have so many big feelings. So okay. many. My kids are so tired of listening to me say this. It has to do with traffic. <laughs> And the, not just an optional way to merge, the correct way to merge. When you have to merge two lanes into one, or, you know, even more, three, three into one, whatever. This is, we're talking about freeway merging here. I'm not talking about like when you're just getting on the freeway. We're talking about when there's construction or there's an accident Mm -hmm. and there's a sign that says merge ahead. Yes. When you see that sign. The thing to do is. You don't merge then, people. That's not when the merge is. Okay, so that's absolutely when you merge. No, that's totally no, that is what has been done for years and years and years in most of American society is that we want to be seen as selfless and we want other people to go and we see the sign and we say, we are good. I'm a good student. I got A's in school. I will merge now. Merge ahead. I will merge early. You know what happens when you have two miles before the merge and everybody merges into the one lane, you have a long, uh-huh. slow line of traffic that has helped no one. So science has actually done studies on this. And they said there's an actual word for it. If you're in some states, you will know this word because there are actual transportation education things going on in the states called zipper merge. The thing being that everybody should stay in the lanes, if there's two lanes, if there's three lanes, two lanes, let's just say, Mm. and you get up to the front Mm -mm. and then you take turns, boom, 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 (laughs) boom, boom, like the teeth in a zipper. It actually makes, no, no, it makes traffic go faster. Nobody has to wait. Nobody zips to the front and, and, you know, gets in at the last moment. Um, Everybody's taking their turn. You're using all the available space that's available to you until it's not. And so it creates less road rage. It actually is faster through the merge, like, you know, to get everybody through there, and it's fewer accidents. So science has unequivocally said this is the way to merge. And there's just a whole bunch of people, and Meg might be one of them, the look that she's giving me right now, who is like, I cannot. I cannot. It feels selfish. It's wrong. People, get over it. This is the way we should do it. You just stay in your lane. You stay whether right or left. When you get there, you take turns. Boom, 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 boom. Zipper merge. Do it, America. It is not surprising me at all that the obliger in this group is having a very hard time with the words that you're saying. I'm like, I'm like, I'm about to have a stroke. <laughs> I cannot believe it. Um, okay, so here's here's my issue then, Kelly. Here's my counterpoint. Because obviously the people, the good people of Oklahoma don't understand. <laughs> no, what- most, most of the good people of most states in these fine United States do not understand this. That is why there's literally education campaigns going on. <laughs> okay, I'm I listen, I will I am a progressive person. I will sit and listen and allow myself to be educated in this moment. <laughs> but here's what drives me crazy. 
since we don't already understand what zipper merging is, I didn't know that term until today, so thank you. Um, what happens is people like me are like, oh, mer merge ahead. Well, I better get over. So we do have the long line. And then you know who is flying by and going right up to the very last minute and then merging? The people who know about zipper merging. <laughs> That's the not people. the word I was going to use, but... But maybe you were going to use a word that we can't use on our ear. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Those people are flying to the head of the line, and it, it creates road rage in me. Yes. When And I'm not a rageful person, generally speaking. But when I see people doing that, I'm like, how dare you? I've been doing the right citizen thing here. But it's not right. The next time you encounter one of these merging situations, Meg, you should... You should try going to the head and see, like, uh -huh. which feels better. Because waiting in the line is making you all <sighs> road ragey and angry. Maybe maybe being the daredevil that zips to the front will, will be a thrill oh that gosh. you've been needing in your life. <sighs> I actually have stories about this. So before in Minnesota, now, like I said, there's actual education stuff going on with um, the Minnesota Department of Transportation to make sure people know about this. There are commercials. There are PSAs. They have um, signs next to the road. Way long time ago, 10 years ago, we were on a freeway. It was a two-lane freeway. It was 35, so Interstate 35, which goes all the way from Texas up to, you know, Canada. Um, they were they had a lane that was going to be shut down. Seven miles before the merge, they put out signs that said oh. merge ahead. Wow. Okay. Now, this is a interstate. A lot of it is trucks. We yes. come from California. We'd only been back in Minnesota a couple of years. No one, I mean, you know, you just don't have that few cars in the road. But we're used to zipper merging. Yeah. Um, so my husband was like, I am not getting in this lane of 14 miles an hour of traffic um, yeah. of one lane being yeah. open. There's a whole other lane here that's completely free for seven miles. So he gets over and starts to drive, not like 70, but, you know, you're, you're still going faster than all the people who've stopped. We had people flip us off. Yep. Truckers would <laughs> come over. Truckers would come over like big semis. They would oh, sit yes. in the middle. They do that. We would yes. go around them on the shoulder. You guys, I, I, am I would, shocked. I was so like, this stressed me out so much that I would put my seat down and just sit down with a blanket over my head. Like, I'm like, I can't even. People are yelling. Trucks are trying to, you know, like drive us off the road. And yet, so then what happened? We called I'm MnDOT and we're like, you guys have to do something. Like, this is creating a problem. So yeah. then within a couple of weeks, they had out signs every like mile, merge at the merge, merge at the merge, merge oh. at the merge, because that's what it is. Merging mm. happens mm -hmm. when you merge. You can't merge mm. ahead of time. You're just squishing all the traffic down into one lane. So... Yeah. Like I said, I have lots of big feelings, partly because of all that PTSD from when my husband made me almost die as he was driving around some ice <laughs> trying to drive us around the road. Um, but it is America. You can do it. You can do okay. it. Zipper merch. All right. This you is can hard. do it I'm too, gonna, Meg. I'm going to have to like Lamaze breathe through it, but I will try it. I'll give it a try. Rebecca, I'm, I'm curious to know over out in your Pennsylvania roads, are you a, an early merger or are you a, merge, a late merger? merge person? I, I'm... I'm more of a mid-level merger. I don't wait until the very last second, <laughs> but I'm not waiting all the way yeah, back yeah, yeah. at the end of the line either. Right. Yeah. Okay. Right. Mm -hmm. And that's kind of why is that it, when they did the studies, they found, you know, some people will merge right away. A lot of people just kind of get up and then they look for a spot and then they have to turn their blinker on. And some people just stop because they get freaked out. So they're like, if we just yeah. all used both lanes of traffic all the way up and then just went boop, 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 boop and took turns. 
do think of that little right. sound effect in your head, boop, boop. Um, then, yeah. you know, like no one's having to stop early and create that backup, you know. Okay. We can All do right. it. We can do All it. All right. I feel, I feel change happening from the inside, Kelly. Thank you for your inspiration and instruction. So good stuff. I cannot wait to hear what the awesome community has to say about this. Okay, Rebecca, what's next on your list? Next on my list is daylight savings time. It is just like <gasps> the worst. The changing of it the It is clock. the worst. Can we oh, not? Oh, my goodness. Can we I just, not? And it's this, yes. this weekend. Yes. So it's very timely. Um, I can't stand it. So first of all, I did a little bit of research. Like, why, why do we do this this stupid, stupid thing? And uh, the first thing that I found out is that it's it's the actual name of it is Daylight Saving Time. Not Daylight Savings Time, like we all hmm. tend to say. Okay. So... I'm calling this a gif-gif situation and saying that the creators named it the wrong thing and they're calling it the wrong thing. We should first change the name of it to Daylight Savings Time, like everybody says, because Daylight Saving Time is done. And then we'll abolish it. Okay, so this is why it was created, to save fuel way back in World War Mm -hmm. I. It was not created to -hmm. help out the farmers, which is a common myth that Mm -hmm. many people believe. It went away and then it came back again during World War II. After World War II, the U.S. had the freedom to create their own rules. So each town, each state could do their own time rules, whatever they wanted, and it was utter chaos. You could take a train from Virginia to Ohio and travel through seven different time zones. <laughs> what? On I, this right? earth? Or not, sorry. Oh, not, my. Not different yeah. time zones, but just different to- Well, but yeah, times. Like yes. time points. Like the, the clock is going forward and back and it, forward and back. And, yeah. So oh to help with that chaos the uniform time act was created in 1966 and that's why we now have this daylight savings time um we all follow it except for hawaii and arizona and praise the lord for florida and california because they're currently trying to get rid of it and that would be what i propose and i would say that we all live on the daylight savings time that we all like we we stop going i don't want to fall back i want to stay in the time that the summer is. Let's. Okay, that's what I was going to ask. Yes, I always forget which is daylight saving. Is it summer? Like, is that daylight saving? And then we revert to standard, standard yes. time. I Winter think is what they time call it, right? is the standard time. And that's the wrong time. Okay. Whoever created the standard time <laughs> messed it up. And what standard time should actually be what's happening in the summertime. I, I mean, it's awful for parents with young children. Yeah. It's, it's awful oh, for your pets. It, it's, I mean, yeah. that's true. I yeah, forgot I about that. Actually, article. that's true. They they all come yeah. out looking, and you're like, no, it's not like, even. It's not yeah. even dinner time. And they're like, and it exactly. pretty much is. Yeah. The dogs are like, I'm sorry, supper is an hour late tonight. What is wrong with you? Yeah, what is happening? So when we uh, spring ahead in this in the spring, and uh, the clocks change, there's like a 24 percent increase in heart attacks. I mean, like, we are not doing energy saving that is worth a 24% increase in heart attacks. We're not doing any energy saving. I don't think we're doing any energy saving at all. It's just like a thing now. I don't, I honestly don't understand it. Like, why we can't just get rid of it. Well, California is voting right now to, like, try to stop it. 
and Florida, uh, they already voted, and now they're going through the process of like actually trying to get it approved. Because you have, you have now that we have this uniform time act, like you have to, you have to appeal it, and you have to get permission from the government to say this is dumb. But we should all be saying that this is dumb. And I feel like. I feel like there's already states that have opted out. Like I feel like Indiana. No, there's parts of Indiana, not the whole state. Well, so that's, that's one of the interesting things. And that's you know, also it's, dumb. Yeah, it's it's confusing <sighs> for people who live in those little pockets. Yeah. So Arizona and Hawaii, they they've opted out. Mm. I will say this is not a counterpoint because I completely agree with you and I endorse this message. But I do think here, living in the north, you know, right now I get up at six thirty. It is completely dark. It is mm-hmm. the sun is rising right now about 7:47. So when my, you know, son, my high schooler gets on the bus in the morning, like there's just the grayest pre-dawn outside. Yeah. So when we move the clocks back, it'll be nice. I will say it'll be nice next week to wake up for a few more weeks and still have some light in the morning. You know, that sunlight does help wake yeah. me up. But at the same time, we're going to be, you know, my kids are going to get off the bus at 4, the sun is going to set in less than an hour. So yeah. I, it's, it's it's a trade-off, right, that I just don't think is worth it. Well, yeah. and that, that's my question to you is because I, I think that that's what a lot of people say is they hate waking up, you know, in the dark. Well, but what – like if – I guess I'm curious what the nation really does feel about it. Would you rather wake up in the dark or would you rather have it be dark at four thirty, five o'clock at night? I would rather have a more light in my evening hours personally. yeah. Yeah. Well, and the thing about the North is all of my Canadian awesomes are understanding this right now is that so it'll be nice the next few weeks to have some light in the morning. And you know what? It's still going to be gone yeah, by December. We're going to be waking up in the dark and going like driving home from work in the dark, no matter because we've yeah. lost so much sunlight. So that's why I just don't think the stress that it creates on families, on little children, on pets, on our bodies. It's just why I don't get it. Yeah. yeah. Can we not? Can we not for sure? All right. The next one on my list is kind of a callback to my big feelings about Kelly. About Kelly. Uh, about Kelly's oh. <laughs> uh, highway merging um, opinions. <laughs> so obviously, I tend to take your being a good citizen very seriously when you're out in public with other people doing things like merging. But now I stand corrected. But Can we not, you guys, can we not be bad citizens in our parking lots? (gasps) Yes. Oh, I'm glad you're saying this. Preach. (laughs) But truly, there's so many parking lot errors, (laughs) if I may, um, that happen. And it, it all just drives me crazy because I feel like it all is just like, well, my time is very valuable. And I simply do not have time to... Park in a normal spot. I have to park in this handicap spot. Yeah, I've got to park here. I'm not, I don't have any handicap. My car isn't marked, but I'm parking here and I'm using it. Or, you know, like the expectant mother spot at Trader Joe's or whatever. I just, there's, especially at Trader Joe's, there's like never any parking. And so you see people, it is one of those, again, a call back to Rebecca as you see people park in the expectant mother spot and you're like, hmm, is that honest? <laughs> I'm not going to ask now, but... <laughs> But like, yes, parking where you're not supposed to park or parking in a fire lane. Like, why are you so special that you get to park in a fire lane with your minivan? You're not a fire truck. Um, Not putting your carts away. Now, I will say I have to confess 
when the twins were like babies and toddlers, and I was like trying to figure out how to get two little humans into the car from the cart, I I confess I have done this more than once. So I'm shaming my own self here. But in Oklahoma, especially where our wind comes sweeping down the plane and you leave your you don't put your carts in the cart corral. What happens to that cart? It gets blown all over the parking lot. It bashes into people's cars, messes up their paint on their cars. Like, why? Can we not do that? I heard a comedian say once, (laughs) I think it might have been John Chris, and he was talking about this very issue. And he's like, you just walked the equivalent of three miles through every aisle of Costco and you got out to the parking lot and you're like, nope, not a step more. I can't return the cart. That's it. Exactly. Yes. The cart thing drives me kind of bonkers. Now, I will say I can extend grace because I understand that there are times or there are older people. And again, if it snows where you live, pushing a cart through snow, a snow parking lot, it's it's hard. You know, like the the wheels get gunked up. They don't turn anymore. You're going over ruts. It's kind of like the wild, wild west. Like you're like a wagon, (laughs) you know. You see some people, they've like sat down next to their cart. They're like, I can't go on. I can't go any further. Okay, now I hadn't thought about so, that because we definitely don't have those levels of snow. So that's a good point. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but still, you know, like I guess in that sense, I can have some understanding. But I'll, So I'll just grab extra carts if I'm if I'm passing somebody, especially somebody with young yes. kids. Because I've been yes. there, you know. Um, I'll, I'll be like, can I take your cart? Yes. You know, just to – because, again, how far are they? Right. There's usually one in every row. You're, it's not like you're having to go really yeah. far. So, but I just, I, I know that there's just not much excuse for that. It's kind of like littering, know. you know? Oh the, gosh. Just, I just, I don't get it. No. Why do you, you, you can put your cart I've always back. kind of patted myself on the back that I'm a cart returner and not just a cart returner, but that I try to put it in the corral and push it forward to help organize the Ooh, carts yeah. to the best, to the maximum capacity. And I've always thought to myself as I walk back to my car, oh, Rebecca. Aren't you just amazing for the earth? Look at look at what you just did for humanity today. <laughs> we are definitely giving you a gold star because you took the extra effort to push the cart all the way in. That is going the extra mile for sure. The cart corral badge is yes, yours, Rebecca. For sure. I will wear it proudly. Oh, my goodness, you guys, we actually have more on our list, but now we're out of time. So we're going to save these last little can we nots that have been on our minds that we're having such a beautiful, cathartic like moment of releasing these. We're going to save those and uh, release them out to our sort of awesome superstar listener supporters. You know, from time to time, we share uh, content that we don't share on our Friday shows with our superstar listener supporters. So if you have not joined that amazing group of people that we call the superstars, you can do that so easily when you go over to sortaawesomeshow.com slash support. We have all the details that you need to know there. And uh, when you sign up, you'll get access to the rest of our list from today, from this episode, plus all of the exclusive episodes that we've released in the past two years uh, as a way of saying thank you to our superstar um, listener supporters. So that concludes our regular episode. Uh, for people who might have a little little feedback, maybe a few clapbacks, I don't know. Maybe everybody will be agreeing with us. I guess we're about to find out. Uh, let's remind everybody where they can find us all around the web. Kelly, how about you? I'm on Instagram and Twitter at Kelly Gordon MN for Minnesota and on Facebook at facebook.com slash lovewellblog. 
Okay. And Rebecca? You can find my blog at simplyrebecca.com where I talk about parenthood and homemaking and all those fun things. And then you can also find me on Facebook and on Instagram at simplyrebecca. Okay. You can find me on social media at Sorta Awesome Meg. Don't forget the show is over on Twitter at Sorta Awesome Pod. And you can find us anytime on Facebook at facebook.com slash Sorta Awesome. You guys, thanks so much for listening and we'll see y'all next time. Sorta Awesome was created and is hosted by me, Meg Teets. Sarah Robertson is our assistant producer and production collaboration comes from Kelly Gordon and Rebecca Hoffer. Kelly Gordon is our digital media producer and we are so thankful for the ongoing support from our listener supporters. Music is provided by the band Prager. You can find more of Prager's music at pragermusic.com. To find show notes on this and every episode of Sorta Awesome, and also to spread the Sorta Awesome love to all of your friends, you can head on over to SortaAwesomeShow.com. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the Roaring Twenties. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.